y'all ever think about how maybe that person that you're chasing, you would bring them so much joy in a relationship, but find yourself totally unfulfilled? Cancer full moon. Your horror movie mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch The Love Witch. I chose this movie for the Cancer full moon for a whole slew of reasons. For starters, is Elena Cancer or is Elena Cancer? Mm. Full moons are a time for release. It sheds light on the fat we need to trim in our lives, pruning our gardens so our flowers continue to bloom. The full moon in Cancer is a time for nurture, a time to self-mother, and to look at the shadows cast from the full moon's illumination. So, when I watched The Love Witch, the whole time, I just have this question. Where the heck is her mom? When I look at Elaine, all I can think about is Maggie from Hook. And... <laughs> When she's yelling at her, because she goes, You need a mother very, very badly. And much like Hook, um, Elaine doesn't seem to have a mother. She never really shows up. And you get, like, a real look into all of the men in her life. But the women feel like they're an afterthought to her. So with this full moon, something important to look at is how you self-mother. But first, if you self-mother. For me, self-nurturing is simply taking the time to like groom myself, to take a bath, to paint my nails, to have that like India Ari video vibes. But how can you nurture yourself and what may you need to cut out of your life in order to make room to do so. For an example, this is one of my full moon um, releases. I release feelings of unworthiness around love and nurture from others, creating room for divine self-love and self-nurturing. The more I give it to myself, the more it will continue to be mirrored back to me. And there's also the thought, and I think that this comes from, like, a lack of mother and a lack of self-mothering, because not everyone has, like, a super great mom. A lot of people do. Not everyone does. But to be able to look inside yourself and figure out how to do be that person for yourself. You know, our parents um, can never live up to being the gods we want them to be. So... A lot of the times we have to find that within ourselves and we have to think about what kind of mother we can be to ourselves, especially when we need it so badly. And I feel like a lot of the times without having that energy within ourselves, we end up choosing not to show up for other people because we feel like no one showed up for us. And that's super toxic. Like... Let's not be like that because it doesn't do anyone any good. It doesn't 
do ourselves any good and it doesn't do the people around us any good. But that is derived from the scene when um, Wayne is in his room crying and he's like, Elaine. And she's like, nobody ever cared for me. You know, to self-victimize like that and then not show up for people that we um, are acting like we care about is, <laughs> it just doesn't feel good, does it? So there's also like this whole scene and vibe in this movie that I relate to more than I'd like to admit. Um, so I admitted it and then I dug a little deeper into it because that's shadow work and that's what we do here. So the scene where Elaine is with Wayne and she makes him dinner and then she has sex with him and then she consoles him when he starts crying because she basically drugged him um, before going into the other room and lighting a cigarette and saying, what a pussy, what a baby. The actions leading up to her leaving the room to sleep on the couch would all seem very sweet, very nurturing, you know, the very much the good side of cancer, the sweet things we do for people. We make them dinner and we like are physical with them and we show that we care. But there's a vibe, man. There's a big, dark, looming shadow in the room. All of this nurture that she gives to Wayne is used as a way to manipulate him. And, you know, love magic, sex magic, using magic on others is manipulation at best. And I've been guilty of this. I take care of people because I want to be liked, because I want to be loved. Nurture as a weapon of sorts. Now that I see this in myself, though, I'm able to change it and transmute that energy. And there ain't no time like the Cancer Full Moon to do so. Another release. I release nurture as a manipulation tactic, creating space for authentic relationships in my life. Basically, I no longer take care of people who make me want to roll my eyes, and I use that energy instead to hold myself and the people in which I have balanced relationships. No more. Oh, poor baby. Life's been tough, huh? I'm telling you, you gotta watch this movie. This movie, oh my god, it's amazing. <clears throat> I also think a lot about how she is telling, I think she's telling Trish. <clears throat> she says, men are like children. They're very easy to please as long as we give them what they want. Using sex to unlock their love potential. And I think about, like, that love potential and how just fucking gross that is. Their love potential. Like, and you know, again, <laughs> if I look at myself honestly, I do, like, I do see love potential in people and then try to get to it. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. It's not very fun, honestly. I'm going to have more of the affect of, bro, like, love me if you want to. That'd be tight. I'd like that. But I'm not looking for the potential. Because 
potential, just the word, like having potential for something implies that it's not being lived up to. (laughs) So another aspect, um, something I learned from one of my friends, which is really interesting. It is a cancer full moon, but it's still going to be like sort of in Gemini. And that made me think a lot about the scene in um, <clears throat> in The Love Witch where she's with Wayne and, gosh, I think she's like dancing and she takes her coat off and she has that rainbow um, as a lining inside of her coat and he looks at her and he goes, you have two selves, dark and quiet, that you show the world. Who do you give that to? And she's like... I give the rainbow to you right now. And then they fuck, and then she calls him a baby. You know, it's cool. (laughs) But I think a lot about, like, who we give the rainbow to. And if we gave it to ourselves a little bit more. Like, I like the idea of it being a lining in a coat. Or maybe, maybe it should be like a lining in underwear. Keep it a little closer. But in my mind, the more we give ourselves the rainbow, the more we'll just exude that energy. energy. And like it will just effortlessly just come from us. Instead of us having to have this moment where it's like I give you the rainbow we'll be able to give everyone the rainbow, at least a little bit, the more we focus on giving ourselves our own rainbows. And it'll show up for those who are able to see it. And those who are colorblind, you don't really, you don't really need in your life, right? The whole Dr. Seuss those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. I trust that as a truth in life. So there's also the aspect where she's talking about how she's um, addicted to love. And I think probably a lot of us could relate to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> What I've something I realized is that like I'm more addicted to the idea of love than I am addicted to actual like people. <laughs> it sounds super like conceited and just I don't know, messed up. But it's this weird thing, right? Where it's like the more we get to know somebody either the more we love them or the less we love them. And that was an interesting dynamic, too, in the movie between her and Griff when it's showing... um, So you're hearing their thoughts while they're, like, sitting together and she's feeding him grapes. And he was like, the more you get to love a woman, only the less you can love her. And she's, like, in her head over there going, the more I get to know him, the more I love him. And it's just... Oh, dude, like if we, if we just had these conversations out loud, 
there would be a lot of clarity. If they had that conversation out loud, she might not have stabbed him to death. I don't know. Hmm. So, at least for me, another release. I'm re I release chasing love from others because when I sit with myself, it comes in abundance. There's also the aspect in the movie where, you know, like witnessing Elaine's unwillingness to let go of her idea of love. And it made me ask myself, where in my life have I created victims of love? Because um, there's this part where Griff is like, you're victims, and she just gives him this look like, how dare you? Victim, like she doesn't think she's creating victims, even though the men that she is dealing with end up dead. It tends to be either because she's like, well, I mean, okay, so with Wayne, she, <laughs> I mean, she drugged him. Um, so that could be part of it, but you know, technically, he died from a heart attack. But that's because, probably because of what she did to him. Whether it was the drugs or the sex magic or the love magic, whatever that was, he wouldn't have been in that position without having met her. And then, you know, you have, uh, what was Richard, who commits suicide. And she's like, I should have known. He was a Pisces, and uh, that shit cracked. Can I also very randomly just bring up the accuracy in this movie? How they use the tarot cards and how, oh my god, just like all the beautiful witch things that they get just correct. And how that, how rare that is. It's, oh gosh. Because the depth of it, like, you know, you could use Three of Swords anytime. But I think, I think usually in a movie they would use, like, the death card to, um, to show, like, ominous feelings. But if you know tarot, like, death isn't really that ominous. But, I mean, Three of Swords in the tower. Ooh-ee. You don't really want that. We don't want Three of Swords energy in our life. It's no fun at all. But I guess also we have to have Three of Swords energy in our life to be able to understand, like, the sun and Ten of Cups. It's important, but it's not necessarily a fun energy. So, okay. Sorry. Little tangent. It just, like, I was watching it, and it made me so excited to see the accuracy because it's a rarity. So back to victims. Whether said victim be yourself in a relationship or the partner at the time. And oh man, I've done it. I've done it. I feel like I've made myself the victim and I've also made the other person the victim. Um, even though you I mean, you can't really make anyone else anything without their permission. Oh, that's cold. Okay. But simply because I made up who I want them to, wanted them to be. 
in my head, they were somebody else than who they actually were. And I had, um, it would always be so easy for me to ignore the details that showed me that they weren't that person that I had put on this pedestal like an idiot. Because when we put someone on a pedestal, not only do we put them above us, which is no good. I mean, gosh, like when you, there's this idea in love, right? That like that person is somebody that you put up above all else. You put them above you. Not such a good idea. That's not something that ever ends well. It doesn't feel good. And it just dries you up. (sighs) So, I've made up who I wanted these people to be. And then once I figured out that they weren't that person, oh my God, like it had to end, right? And I just... either would go into these moments where it would be like I would try to demonize these people to make it easier to let them go when in the in reality like it was just simple like you're not who I want and that comes off kind of mean and cold but gosh darn it's the truth ain't it at the end of the day, whenever, whenever we break up with someone, it's just because you're not who I want. But also, I hope you are who someone else wants, and I hope that that person is someone that you want, and that would be great. But also, it's kind of like when, when you... Okay, so you spend all this time making up who this person is, and then, oh... Boom, enlightenment, you figure out they're not that person, really. And then you just, at least for me, it's like, come, come, it comes on all of a sudden. And then I break up with them, and they have like, it's just, they have no idea. It was just like this whirlwind. And I think that's where I kind of victimize other people in the sense that, like, I catch them off guard because what I was sitting on the toilet taking a shit and caught myself off guard like because that's where I have all my deepest thoughts (laughs) and you know hey that's a time of release as well and we should appreciate it and also like you know when I say the word victim it it feels kind of strange like I'm not murdering anyone go figure no one has murdered me um it is, it is a pain that happens, but, you know, the word victim, by my subjective definition, derives from a feeling of being powerless, and you're powerless with other people. You are and you aren't. You know, you have full power over yourself, but you have no power over what somebody else does, and if you do, that ain't good. I I wouldn't want anyone to have any power over what I do. Ugh. Ugh. That just made my gut, like, turn. 
But, you know, the word initially seemed like a little bit much, but once I let my Virgo ass feel into it, yeah, we create victims out of ourselves and out of others. Victims of love. And love is also, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why when it gets torn away, it hurts so much. So let's do another one. This full moon. I release the stories I've made up about myself and about others to create space for the truth. It's going to be a hard one to like really do because I'm so used to it, you know? Um, I'm an Aquarius moon, so I have this like sort of overactive imagination when it comes to my emotions and that's definitely something that's going to take work and time to just see people instead of create these stories around who who they are and try to make them fit into who I want them to be because I don't have the right to have power over somebody else and make them into what I want them to be. Yep. That feels right. That feels good. At the end of the day, man, you know, sex magic, sex magic, love magic. And that's why I think that the love, Witch. I mean, it was a very interesting take on it, but I mean, and this is to me what makes it a horror movie is that she used that to manipulate people. And, you know, if you, if you don't know much about sex or love magic, it's really, really beautiful. But it's beautiful when you're using it for you. When I do sex magic, it's for me. It's not for anyone else. And it's not to get to somebody else. And it's not to manipulate someone. And it's not to exact any type of revenge on anyone. Oh, revenge doesn't do anybody any good. So at the end of the day, this full moon, (laughs) much like Elaine did with Wayne, we bury it, we burn it, and then we take a bath. And we remember, with perfect love and perfect trust, that perfection is for assholes. And we're here to grow, man.